Let's talk about the trauma of losing a child. Let's also discuss domestic violence involving the father pouring petrol over the mother of his children. What about the therapeutic value of writing? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for joining Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. This week, we have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Christopher Aaron Sibia, founder of London's finest distribution. Um, passion, he's, he has a passion for literature, um, a very skilled writer in his own right, community focused, and he's lived a life that many people could, can relate to. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Christopher Aaron Sibia, and I hope I pronounced your surname right. Well, Juan Pablo, yeah, yeah. I mean, my writing name is Chris Sibia, so, you know, like, yeah, but my, my family name is Christopher and Sibia, but yeah, my writing name is Chris Sibia for the, for the people there. I mean, like, a lot of people wouldn't know my full name. Okay. But yeah, my writing name is Chris Sibia. Fair enough, fair enough. Thank you. So thank you for joining. But you did pronounce, you did pronounce Aaron Sibia correctly. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a first for me. I, I usually mess these things up, but thank you, man. Cool. All yeah, right, man, then. So you, you've, you've done a lot. You know, obviously, I, I know you. You know, we've had acquaintance and stuff you know, for a couple of years, yeah. I suppose. A yeah, few yeah, years yeah. now. Um, and, you know, obviously, there's a, with, with everybody, we've got a beginning, we've got a middle and an end, you know. So, and you're yeah. doing some amazing things, and you've been doing some amazing things. Fully spun your life around, you know. So... Definitely uh, trying. Yeah, yeah. More than trying. I mean, mm. you're, you're, you're doing it, man. You're t- living testimony. And this is, this is why I had to invite you on, you know, to share. Because yeah, yeah. there's things that we do that sometimes go amiss. You know, sometimes people yeah. give us our flowers when we're here. Sometimes people don't, you know. But it's, this is yeah. an opportunity for yeah. people to hear what's, what's going yeah. on and, and how things started and stuff like that. So let's start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. When we, if we think about your, your background, where you're from... Um, yeah. you know, your family life. We, give us an insight into that. Okay, so, I mean, I was raised, born and raised in Walthamstow. Started off with my mum and dad together. Everything was good until I was about seven. Um, eight years, like, my, my dad had been abusive um, over the years, but I was too young to remember, but it all came, kind of came to a head when it was my eight eight-year-old birthday and my dad hadn't paid the electric bill so like my mum was uh, in charge of paying certain bills and my dad was in charge of paying certain bills but he hadn't paid his portion of the bills and my birthday party had to get cancelled mm. yeah after that they got into little squabbles and it intensified I don't know exactly why but one day my dad's decided he's going to pour petrol all over my mum and try to burn the house down while me and my brother were sleeping, you know, burn. So after that, obviously my mum, they fought. My mum kicked him in his balls and he piped down after that, thankfully, get me? And the the, the, the balls proceeding started. But before then, I had a good relationship with my dad. Right. You feel me? I was like my dad's favourite. And um, so it kind of affected me differently because mm-hmm. I never saw the abuse. I never saw anything like that. Mm-hmm. So 
when my mum and dad are divorcing now and my dad's getting restraining orders, like my mum, she didn't really know how I would take it, but she, she I mean, I wouldn't say it was intentional, mm. but she kind of, obviously she knew that me and my dad had a good relationship and she kind of probably felt some kind of way about that or a little bit maybe grieved about it and um, treated me like I was my dad's child and I didn't have nothing to do with that kind of thing. Yeah. You get me? Mm. So, I mean, the love was still there and all that. She'd done what she needed to do as a mum, but we didn't, we, we, but it was, I could feel that, I could feel something, you know? So we, we spent many years not, uh, I'm living in a house. When mum and dad divorced, my mum moved to a new house. I've moved with my mum, my brother. He was like eight years older than me. As soon as we moved, he kind of moved out. So he just left me and my mum. My mum would leave early, go to work. And um, I'm in the house on my own, um, go to school on my own. I come home, mum's not in yet. Mm. When mum comes home, she'll cook. Um, and I'll eat. Like, we don't really say nothing to each other. Like, And it's not even like on an angry one it's just my mum just ain't got nothing to say to me and over the time I grew to not have much to say to my mum either mm. so I would stay in my bedroom eat my food in my bedroom do everything in my bedroom if I'm going out I'm going out if not I'm in my bedroom my mum's in her bedroom or in the front room like we just never shared much space together in the house mm. you understand so when I got a little bit older and I was able to hit the road there was a few guys who went to the school near me and they was kind of on the same... I mean, we was just guys in the same area, same age. We want to explore London now a bit, because Wolfhamstow was dead at the time, so we would travel all over the place, mm. um, seeing Wild Guan. And, um, yeah, mm. that's how life kind of started for me. Okay. That's quite... That's quite trauma- Well, not even quite. That's traumatic, um, you know, to, to know that, you know, your dad... Obviously, you love your mum, you love your dad, and to know that you know he, you know he poured petrol and you know that kind of violence and that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. you know was going on, and I suppose in some ways yeah. it's it's thankful that um, you can't remember some of it because you was that young. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I can see the the conflict that you would have had because you yeah. didn't see that, but you know it's happened. You hear it's happened, but you only know love and goodness from your dad. Yeah. So yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah obviously growing and then your, you know, your, your mum kind of deals with you like you're his son, you know, and you probably mm. reminded her of him, you know, with your mannerisms, yeah, 100%. with how you look. 100%. Yeah. And then obviously as well, to add to that now, my dad's got restraining orders. I didn't see my dad for another, what, eight or so years. And those were the golden years where I really did need him. Mm. How old was you then? You know, sometimes? so from about eight, I didn't see him again until I was about... 15. Yeah, those are them informative You know, so years. starting secondary school and all of that, mm. you know, those kind of things, like, he's, I'm, he's supposed to give me some advice right now. Mm. He's supposed to tell me something right now when I'm starting secondary school. Do this, don't do that, mm. blah, blah, blah. You understand? Mm-hmm. You, you like, that, that experience that your dad's got to give you now, mm. like, you need it. Mm. As a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is... 
That is definitely heartfelt, man. Because that 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 is yeah. you, you don't get them times back, you know. And obviously, you can look back on it and now and, and see how needed it was. I mean, you got through it. Yeah. You did what you did. But looking back for yeah. it, you probably ask yourself, you know, who would I have been? You know, what would I have been? Yeah. What would I have been exactly. to achieve? Exactly. And I and I know I know I would have been a different guy if my dad was around. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. you understand. So I mean, even that in itself is a message to right young men having children, they need to be in their children's lives. Because mm, the, the, the boy children and the girl children, we need our dads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need balance. Yeah. We need balance. And, and that doesn't take balance. away from, from the mothers that play both what roles. What the mum's trying yeah. to do. The yeah. mums do the best they can That's right. within whatever circumstance they're left with. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that a boy and a girl, they need the balance. Mm. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, you then, like you said, you linked up with um, other guys from the area. Um, yeah. And, you know, you started school life. So this, t- talk to me a bit about um, school life at that point. You know, dad's not there. You're dealing with school. Yeah. You're dealing with, I mean, what, did you have to deal with things like discrimination, the type of influences you had? Uh, um, well, I mean... Uh, as a black youth, man, I'm I'm just drawn to other black youths. So mm. in school, we like my year was kind of calm. The year above was wild, so I was kind of drawn to the year above. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they was they, it was a, they, that year was a wild year. Mm. Like it was that that year was yeah. You know, you get some some groups mm. that are put together. And, we went to a school called Holy Family College mm-hmm. and it seemed like all of the parents thought that because it was Holy Family College, it would be a really good school. So Hollyper, excited, full of energy youth <laughs> to the same school and it was, um, it was a boiling pot of <laughs> madness. I hear that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, you wouldn't. There was nothing holy going on in that school. Mm. As a, 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 a play time, a, a, a break time. You get me? Mm. The parents got caught up in the brand name because it said holy. Hundred percent. Everything was going to be good. Hundred percent. Yeah. Caught up in brand name for real. Mm. Okay. So, so what, what sort of influences um, and what kind of yeah? What sort of influence did you? So I was influenced. I was I was influenced by the by the year older than me, mm. and it was all bad youths. Mm. Like so, they was they would have been they they was naughty youths. Mm. Like there was nothing for a, one of them to throw a chair at the teacher because mm. he's told because the teacher said something that he didn't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd see them gropes and girls in the corner and straight up misbehavior mm. from early. And I mean, the reality is, my mum, my mum brought me up well. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna, I wasn't necessarily gonna be doing that myself, but that was definitely my influence. Mm. Mm-hmm. You was great. So you was great. You gravitated to the older lot, and the older lot were were rough housing like through their school yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you just got caught up in it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, at the end of the day, as a as a kid, you, you gravitate to what you gravitate to and I, and I suppose it goes you, back to... I mean, to... at the end of the day, look, 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 from early, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to be that guy that was going to be looked at like the idiot that's easy to bully. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. And that's, I gravitated to guys who 
was like that. Mm-hmm. He was like the guys, like the, the alpha males. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be around the alpha males. I didn't want to be around old Pumpo. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Okay, so you're at school. You, 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 you know, because this comes before you, you, you get into what you're into now, you know, but um, mm. these are the things that inform the person you are, to be fair. So yes, you've gone yes, through yes, school. Yes. Now you come out of school, you've got your teenage years. So through your mm. teenage years, what, what sort of things did you deal with? Like before children, so, before so, books, so, before publishing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So teenage years. Um, so my school, my school, the guys who I used to hang with in school, they weren't the same guys that hanged out of school. Mm-hmm. So out of school, like what, what it was is the guys who I used to hang with outside of school, Saturday, like Friday night, or Link one of them, we used to be the barber. All of us would go to him for our haircut, and then we would go Trocadero. Friday or Saturday, we'd go in Trocadero. Mm-hmm. Trocadero is where it all started from, because bare men or girls from bare ends all congregated at Trocadero. Mm-hmm. So then from Trocadero now, like, something's going on in the evening, right, let's go there. Let's go there. You understand? This is where we would we'd find ourselves in Peckham. We'd find ourselves in Brixton. We'd find ourselves in Junction. Mm. We'd find ourselves in Halsden. We'd find ourselves in Labrook Grove, yeah. like Neesden, like Ealing, Southall, Tudor Rose. Get me? Like, mm. I mean, and we were doing this from 13 all the way up. Like, all the, the all dayers, Hackney, mm-hmm. Hackney Downs, um, Pistol Park. Mm. You know, the ones in Tottenham, like Brockwell Park, mm. Burgess Park, you know, all of the kind of excitement. We was, we was there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, before, and, before and, you go on, Chris, yeah. let me just, I just realised, yeah. I know what, I know what Trocadero is. I spend a lot of time in Trocadero myself, but I'm mindful. Yeah, People tro- listening to this yeah. might not have a clue what, what is Trocadero? Yeah. Just explain to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so Trocadero was like a big, um, fun, it was just a fun house. You had arcades <laughs> in there. You had you had um, bumper cars. You had cinema. You had um, them punching things. Mm. You get me? Like you, you just had it all. Like in about three or four stories in the heart of West End. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, it just was off, good just fun. Off, just off um, Leicester Square. Isn't it? It's Leicester Square. Yeah. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, 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 yeah. It was good fun, man. So, so places like Trocadero, and like you said, you went to all these different park events all around London. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so some of the things, like mm-hmm. being a teenager, mm-hmm. doing all the travelling, going to all the, the hot spots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I mean, back then, it was a good life. You might have, you might have got into little egotistical scuff with, scuffles with other guys and all of that, but... Yeah, you'd have some fights. You might even get poked up here and there. You get me? Mm-hmm. But generally, we all live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I get that. And very that's different. the most important thing. Very different now. Very different now. Very, yeah. very different now. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to I wanna even... Because I'm writing some really serious books right now, and I want to send a shout-out to Metro. Mm-hmm. Because Metro's... An old boy, I'm writing a classic book right now about the reggae industry. We're going to get and to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, elaborate yeah, on that stuff, yeah, but I really want to yeah, get a yeah, sense yeah, yeah. of... Because you, you've come so far 
you know, from from yeah, yeah, yeah. from, from how your youth was, you know. So we want to definitely yeah. capture and get a real sense yeah. of that. So so yeah. So what I'm gathering so far, you you know, teenage years, you know, you you you, you got into your bits of mischief, just like most young people from yeah. the inner city. Um, especially yeah, coming yeah, from, yeah, yeah. you know, single parent family, you know, that tends to yeah, be yeah, yeah, a yeah. big part of it. So that was kind of your life up until that point. Um, and then mm-hmm. you had children. Um, yeah, I mean, my children come when I was in university. Okay, so we kind of missed that a big piece. So, you, you, from what you already yeah, said, yeah. We did, it didn't even sound like yeah. it was going to go university. Let's rally back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm saying. So, so after, like, so from college now, I went Westminster mm-hmm. and I went Hammersmith. And I failed miserably in school. Okay. So college was just an extension of miserable in school. Mm-hmm. I was messing around. I was doing all sorts of stuff. You get me nothing to do with education, mm-hmm. but then towards about nine months into my year at Hammersmith, mm. I realised I'm ramping right now, and um, nothing ain't going on. I'm travelling to the other side of London just to ramp and link up with Westman mm. to do nothing constructive. You get me like this is long. Mm. So, and then as well, I, I, I got involved with my girlfriend who. Um, is very what's the word I'm looking for? She she's on me, mm. on, like Hammersmith Palace. If you know about Hammersmith, I mean mm. Hammersmith at West London College. Mm. Like it was a fashion show back then. Loads of girls, loads of excitement, and I've got this girl from Totty that is that has lunatic tendencies. <laughs> so so not, yeah, an, another so, phrase so, that you're gonna have to expand on Totty. Just let people know. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, over the years, I grew a love-hate relationship for Tottenham girls. Mm. But yeah, she she was um, a girl that didn't uh, didn't have any um, manners in certain instances, at certain yeah. times. Get me, if she felt like I was cheating on her, which a lot of the time I was. Mm-hmm. You get me, it would be absolute mayhem and chaos mm. so that's another reason why I basically let, I left Hammersmith and decided to get my head down I got a, a, um, I was able to do a little access course okay. to get to university and I scraped through on the access course and then ended up in university around the same time I would have if I had studied hard in school college mm. and then gone to university so mm. two years of ramping in college, mm-hmm. I'm still at university on schedule. Okay. So I remember even telling some of my friends at the time, yo, I'm going to university, bro. Man, I'm saying, what? <laughs> you? How are you going to university? <laughs> like, they didn't even hide the fact that I had no business going to university. <laughs> they didn't, it wasn't even trying to hide yeah. their, their confusion mm-hmm. and, and their shock. Mm. They're telling me that, yo, bro, how did you get to university? Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm. So I'm there in Luton University right now, still ramping. What I ain't was ready for no, I ain't what, what was you there studying? Computer, computer science. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still ramping, but I'm on target. I can, Mumsy can still, my mum can still hold her head up with pride mm. and say, like, my son's in university. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm. Even though I ain't doing nothing. 
Mm. But I'm still tr- I'm trying to make mummy proud. Yeah, yeah. But course. I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm there for a little while, and then I've and then I, and I, within a year I've got two children. Okay. So I've gone from having no children to two children. Wow. So now things get a little bit serious. Mm. Um, what born, are they uh, born the same year or born the same year, eleven okay. months apart right, to right. the day? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I've come. I, I'm the. I, I was always the youngest in all of the circles that I was. I was the youngest. Now I've got two children. I don't know nothing about children. Mm. Now I've got two children. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a shock to my system. Mm. But I, but they they're looking at me for. Something you understand, and I'm and the way how my my mine and my dad's relationships actually progressed now, because after when I turned about fifteen, I started seeing him again. Mm. But I realized my dad did, my dad didn't have nothing to show me. Mm. He didn't he he wasn't the man I grew up thinking he was. Mm. Mm. So I'm thinking so so I now take on my responsibility as a dad. And the horrible reality is, I'm feeling like, in order for me to be a good dad, I need to do everything totally opposite, opposite. to what my dad's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Mm. So, I mean, that in itself is kind of a horrible, even thought process to have. Mm. Like, I don't want, I, I entered into the relationship with my children like saying to myself, I don't want my children to look at me the same way I look at my dad. Mm. Mm. That was my driving force behind everything I've done with my children. Mm. So I've got these two boys now. Um, one of my one of my old family a family friend, he's kind of getting into the music industry a little bit, and that was always my kind of thought process. Like that's where my I intended to do something like that somewhere. That's was my intention. Right. So he's getting into the industry right now. I'm saying, yo, bring me in, bring me in, bring me in. But I ain't got no qualifications. I don't know what I'm doing to be brought into no industry. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I'm just walking in blind faith, hoping that he brings me in like he's always said he was gonna. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that for a little while. And um, when you say entertainment industry, uh, in what in what context? So 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 basically, he was he was part of a quite a big record label. Mm. He worked for a guy who was quite big. Like he would, he was like a um, musician, mm-hmm. and he would work for people like Rod Stewart, Madonna, mm. um, like big big. European names he would do work for. Right. So like we, um, so I I come in underneath them guys. And first of all, what we wanted to do, we wanted to start producing our own musicians and acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So first of all, what we wanted to do is we wanted to get a big fan base of people who would come to venues or dances that we put on. Mm-hmm. So then we've got a platform to showcase our talent. Right. So I'm, I've come into the industry as a promoter. Like, um, we've got Hammersmith Palais. I don't know if you know Hammersmith Palais. Definitely, definitely know the Palais. Yeah. So you know it was a, you know it was a big venue. Mm, for sure. So, so we've got Hammersmith Palais, and 
I'm feeling Hammersmith Palace on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. With, with East London and North London, man. Mm. So, so you know, like the first, the first time, because well, first of all, we've done shitty beers, then we've done some city clubs. Like, but it was all gearing up to promote in the big one at Hammersmith Palace. Mm-hmm. So, you know promotion. Like, we got 50,000 flyers mm-hmm. for this one. And we moved 50,000 flyers in three months for this event. Mm. So, we're there now. Um, we're, jamming this, we're jamming Hammersmith Palais once a month. But where's the money? Mm. Like, first of all, we got, a lot more was free than paying, but there's still money generating. Mm-hmm. But me as a promoter, I'm doing a lot of legwork. You're right. But I can't see no money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The money ain't really there. I'm getting drips and drabs okay. for too long. So after a while, that fell apart. Mm-hmm. And I was tired. I was exhausted. I decided I'm going to come off the ends for a little while. I'm going to Canada. So I went and lived in Canada for a little while. Okay. Um, I was out there for a year. In Toronto? Got into a... Huh? Toronto? Or... Toronto, yeah, okay. Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was actually Brampton. Okay. But yeah, I was out there for a year. Mm. Got into a few little situations. Now, look, this this is the kind of these are the kind of things that um, I, I, I want you to know. You understand, like, so this is these are the kind of things that lead me to not have a good relationship with my dad. Like, no. I went to Canada. Imagine this. I went to Canada. Like, I've got a sister who's living in Canada, yeah, that I know nothing about. Mm. Canada's the second biggest country in the world, bro. Mm. Yeah? But my sister, who lives in Canada, lives 10 minutes walk from me down the road, and I find my sister when I get back to England and I, do, and I find her on Facebook. Wow. Wow. Can you understand? Mm. So, I mean, I just had to just chuck that in there. But in Canada, like, I, I linked up with some guys who were similar to what we was doing over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I started selling a, a little bit of drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing that for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got into a few little scrapes. I really injured my leg quite bad, tore, tore my ligament. I was on crutches for like nine months. Okay. But in Canada, like, you need to be, you need to be able to walk. You understand? Because ev- everywhere, even if you do drive, mm. uh, ev- like, everywhere is spacey. Okay. So, yeah, so it's, it's all spread out. Mm. So, I mean, even going to the shop, it's just one block away. But where I'm on crutches right now, mm. where, that, where that walk would usually take me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's taking all 45. Okay. And because not only that, like, the snow over there is really serious. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when, it's win- when it's the winter season over there, like, it's winter. Like, the snow is staying where the grass is for the whole of winter. Mm-hmm. And then you've got black ice. You've got ice you might not even see. You can slip, butt your face. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, like that's, that's a problem with someone who's on crutches right now. So after a little while, I decided I'm going to come back to England. 
Come back to England, nothing ain't going on for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was... Did you go over there with your it, kids? Did you... Or was it you no, just, no, okay. no, no. My, my children was here as well. And okay. I know, obviously, my children was, would have been missing me because mm. I was away for a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what so I've come back now and I've got making up to do with my children. I was hoping that I would go out there and I'd have made something for made something of myself mm. to sh- to show them something. But mm-hmm. it didn't happen like that. I come back over here now and um um nothing ain't going on. But mm. I had one friend who always used to tell me, Yo bruv, you sh- you-, you need to read books, you need to read books, you need to read books and he would always tell me I need to read books and he was the only guy, because my mum, she always used to tell me as well, you should read, you should read, you should read. Mm. But my mum was always complaining, she's, she ain't got enough. When I'm asking her for something, she ain't never got enough. Right. Yeah? Mm. But my brethren now, who's telling me I should read, like, he is a serious dunk. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a guy where... He's got the the nice house, mm-hmm. the big car. Them time there, I was always, I've been a barber since, since I was in school. Okay. So I would cut his hair mm-hmm. and he would give me 50 pound of trim. Mm-hmm. And, he'd give, and he'd come every, every, every couple of days he'd come for a trim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would bring his brother, mm-hmm. who is actually, who introduced me, he was one of my school friends. Mm-hmm. And both of them would trim with me and, he would tell me, yo, you need to read, you need to read. And he started bringing me these books. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even though nothing weren't going on for me, I was, still, I was still out there fighting it and trying to be on the road, like, trying to do little bits and bobs. It was nothing enough for me to be taking it serious, right. the things that I would do on the road. Mm-hmm. You understand? And he's telling me I should read, I should read, I should read. But I don't want to read because reading's like my mum's telling me, for, told me for years, you should need to read, you need to read, you need to read. But my mum's been the cleaner in the office she worked before she starts working. Mm-hmm. And she's always complained, telling me she don't have it when I asked her for anything. Mm-hmm. So, so that was all the reasons why for me, it just seemed long. Yeah. Mm. So, so I mean, I kind of... When he told me that, though, mm. like, I had to take him a little more serious because he's got all the things that I... That, that, that you look at, like, you want. You understand? Know all the material things. And he's, and he's the first man that I've seen that's got these things through legitimate work. Mm-hmm. So when he now is telling me you should read, you should read, you should read, I'm taking it a little bit more serious. But then what's happened is one day I decided I'm going to pick up one of these books. And when I pick up this book and I start reading through the book, I realised that he had been putting money in all of these books ever since he'd been giving me these books. Okay. So he had been putting like £50 notes in these books mm-hmm. and, not even, and, and not even telling me. Mm. Right. So there was Hollywood holly books around that had, this, that had this money in it. Okay, literally like 50 pound notes in the book. 50 pound notes in books. These same books he's telling you to go and read? 
telling me, he'd give me a book, just uh, just give me a book, mm. tell me, bruv, look, look, read this book, bruv, read this book. I'd say, yeah, bruv, I'll take the book, I'll put it down. Mm. I ain't opened the book. You say to me, yo, bruv, have you started reading that book yet? I say, nah, bruv, not yet, bruv, I will though, I will. He say, all right. And not knowing that he's put 50 quid in each of these books. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you understand, like, I, I have to say that he, and, and that was him showing me the value he placed on education and reading. So, 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 so when I started... Me, what was, what was your, your, your feeling the first time you realised there was actually money in the book? Because I thought, as you said it, I was thinking you was using that as a metaphor. But you're saying there was literally money in there. So the first time you realised there was, there was there money... There, there was literally money in the book. He put 50 quid mm. in each of the books he gave me. And at this time, he had given me about 25, 30 books. Mm. So the first time you saw the money in there... What was that experience? I was like, like Ross, mm -hmm. I phoned him, I said, bruv, you put money in the book. <laughs> he said, oh, you finally opened the book, bruv. <laughs> you get me? I was like, bruv, yeah. you're a madman, you know. <laughs> so then I, I run around looking for all the books right now, I see if there's any more. You get me? I'm running around looking for the books. Yeah. <laughs> You get me? Yeah. I'm finding all of these pinkies in the books. I'm like, Ross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, but that showed me, as I say, how much importance he placed on reading. Mm. So, and I mean, I haven't read nothing. I haven't read no book cover to cover at this time in my life. I'm in my mid twenties. Mm -hmm. I've never read a book cover to cover. Or now, yeah. never read no book cover to cover. Mm -hmm. So. Like some of the books he would give me, they're big old, big old books. Mm. I ain't got no, in I can't read all of that. You mm. understand? I don't, I'm, I'm not no competent reader. Mm. You understand? I'm definitely not no competent reader. Mm. So that came over time. Mm -hmm. Came over time and like everything, like when you practice, you get better. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's kind of, and then what, what happened as well is, he was trying to tell me that I should do, I should study what he studied to make money. Because his story was another deep story in a sense where he, he started off as like, kind of like, well, I mean, his story, hopefully we're going to bring out his book as well. That's another great book. Mm -hmm. But the remix of his book, like, he wasn't respected. He, he, he had no ratings on the road. Like, people used to treat him kind of bad. Mm -hmm. He would do certain things to get money, but it was always a struggle. And it basically got to a stage where we just had to close himself off from everybody mm -hmm. and um, study. Right. So he t basically, one day, one day, he typed in jobs that make over £100,000 a year. Yeah. And something came up, and he basically took his gyro money bought a book and bought Maybe Speaking, which is a typing program. Mm -hmm. So now he closed his door to everybody for about six months. Mm -hmm. And he just, every day he would do eight hours. He was typing on this Maybe Speaking program and he's reading this book. So by the time six months is finished, like he now, he, he's got this knowledge 
But now he needs on he needs practical real life application. He needs to get some training. Yeah. So boom, he started phoning companies. He said he phoned the company. He said, look, I have studied blah blah blah. I'm so confident I know what I'm doing. I'm prepared to come and work for you for three months for free just to prove how good I am. If you like what I do, then employ me. If you don't, then cool. Mm-hmm. They said, come in. You understand? Yeah, yeah. He come in. He's worked for the three months. They gave him a job, 40 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? This is like... 20 years ago. Mm. So with that 40 grand a year now, he's getting on the job training. Get me? He starts doing research and he realizes that contractors make a lot more money doing this particular job. Mm. So after that now, he's got six months to a year of experience doing the job. Now he starts looking for contracting work. Okay. He goes to one, one job. He gets that contract, and that contract gets renewed six times. Mm. This contract was 120 grand for six months. Okay. So how did his, how so, did his story impact you? His story impacted me. Like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal story. Just mm. why it impacted me. I mean, the fact that he was the first man I saw making money, making serious money legitimately, mm-hmm. That was that impacted me. Right, right. That kind yeah, of yeah, you know yeah. that that impacted me. Yeah, and it was so, legit as well. That that is and it's legit. Mm. It's legit. Mm. Mm. So this is what this is. Mina, I'm I'm reading these computer books that he's talking that he's making the money from, mm-hmm. and I'm you and I'm doing this Mavis Beacon because mm-hmm. all now I've come back from Canada, my legs still injured, so I can't really be on the road too much. Right. You understand? So I'm I'm practicing, I'm doing this main speaker and I'm reading the book, but the computer stuff wasn't really me. As much as I wanted the money that came with it, mm. it wasn't really me. Mm. Didn't have a passion so for it. I yeah, I didn't have the passion for it. So I left that alone. Mm-hmm. But I now knew how to type. Mm. I think sorry, so, just on just on the typing thing, yeah. that's one of the one of the skills that I think they should actually bring to schools. I think every kid, I mean, they, they learn it by default from uh, being on the computer. But if you can learn how to type fast, yeah, you know, that's a skill well, that is, takes you. I mean, especially well, in this day and age, that's going to open a lot of doors for you. Well, this is it. Mm. That that knowing how to type mm-hmm. is, I mean, in this computer age. Mm. As you said, it's gonna open. It's gonna open a lot of doors. Yeah, because even and me, kids, I, so, it is something that I've considered yeah. myself. Just, I mean, it's not about me, but I, I, I type slow, slower than I'd like to yeah. type, and and I know I don't yeah. type correctly. Um, yeah, but, um, and that's what it is. And the, and the thing is, the thing is, like when you get familiar with a key, with, with a keyboard and you're typing incorrectly, mm-hmm. when you start trying to learn how to type properly, then you're gonna you're gonna slow down mm-hmm. a lot yeah, yeah. before you speed up. Yeah. yeah. So this is another reason what deters a lot of people. Mm. And like that... you got to put your fingers in a you got to put your fingers in a certain place. Yeah. And it's not familiar to what you are used to, so you're definitely going to be 
you just oh this is long and go mm. back to what you were saying before yeah. like one finger easier yeah and that's that's why and that's that's why I think you know it's it's funny you bring that up now because that it's something I've been speaking about and I really do think that should be something that should be part of the curriculum from early. Just like, you know, when but you're look, young, you learn how to handwrite, you get your handwriting right and stuff like that. Pub, but Pablo, 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 mm. Pablo, listen, bro. They don't want, they don't want us to know skills that's really going to be beneficial to us. Mm. They, they, mm. The, the educational system hasn't, it wasn't designed to make us progressive, productive youth. Mm-hmm. Like they was te- they wanted us to learn how to pack shelves. Mm. Yeah. So they ain't gonna be teaching you things like typing. They ain't gonna be teaching you things that are gonna really help you. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna teach you about law. Mm. They're not gonna they're not gonna teach you about economics, financial IT. accountancy. Mm. These things are gonna empower you. Mm. Like if your parents. I haven't got the foresight to see what you need to know in life and guide you outside of school. It, look, Malcolm X said it. Right? Only a fool would send your children to your enemy for education. Mm. Mm. They have showed us time and time again who the enemy is, you know. Mm-hmm. But our parents are trusting them with what, de- with what the children learn. Mm. And then a surprise when the children start coming back doing madness. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's all relevant and it all plays into who we are, the choices we make, and you know, as you, I mean, I want to kind of go back to what you were saying about the the trauma that you went through. You know, the, you know, in regards to your parents, your family, and stuff like that, and obviously mm. throughout life we go through traumas. We go through trauma. We go through bereavement. Um, so I wanted to get an insight on, on how that also affected you, like the traumas in your life yeah. and bereavement. Yeah, so, um, I mean, the bereavement is what brings me to start writing books. Okay. The, 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 like, my son that died, like, by the time, by the time we, we fast forward in um, maybe... Six, seven years. Mm. Yeah, but by the time basically my son came along, mm. like I'd basically found, because I didn't get into the computer stuff, mm. but I found a little niche in a marketplace that worked well for me. I didn't, I didn't need. I didn't need loads of people to help me with this particular thing. Mm. Um, I could do it on my own. Didn't take too long. It was quite lucrative. Mm. It just ticked all the boxes for my particular lifestyle at the time. Right. So that's what I kind of got into, and I've done that. For, I've done that stuff for years. Mm. Um, and that kind of that was what I was. Uh, yeah, I was just doing that comfortably for years, but. The day after, um, I buried my son. My son was premature. He weighed 660 grams when he was born. And, um, Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, he, di- he, died, he died after a month. Now, in that month, my son was born. Mm. 
um, I picked up a book called um, A Piece of Cake by Cupcake Brown. And this lady, like, what she went through in her story was just phenomenal to me. Like, I I got to three quarters of the way through this book and um, the day my son was born, I started reading that book. The day my son died, I finished it. Mm. And when I got to about three quarters of the way through that book, I had to stop and really ask myself, how can I be reading this woman's book? Mm. How can I be reading this woman's book? This is what I thought when I got to three quarters of the way. The, when I say the book, what, the, what she went through was mad. Mm. Crazy story. Mm-hmm. So by the time I finished that book and my son died, I'm, I'm at this phase right now where I'm saying, because when I've done certain things in my life, I said to myself, you know, if I was to ever write this down, you know, I think it'd be a story. Like. Mm. But then I said to myself, because I was such a private person, I said to myself, boy, I don't really want to put myself out there like that. Mm. But when, when I read her book, mm. I started planting the seed in me like, boy, you know what's happening? can write a book, you know, if she can write a book, mm. I must can write a book. Look at all of that, what she went through. And she turned her life around. Mm. I must can do that. And then the day my son died, I said, that's what I was feeling like. And then the day after I buried my son, mm. the police caught up with me and, and um, took me to jail for something. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said to myself, Right, in my son's memory, I'm going to tell my story. Mm. So when you say took you to jail, like, took you to prison or just arrested you for something? Yeah, so, I mean, and, 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 this, is, and this is the thing, like, I, it's the thing where at this stage I can't really go too much into that side of things because yeah. I'm, get, I'm going to release my part too soon. Okay. And I've got to be... Um, I've got to be no mindful in what I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've got I to be mindful in what I say right now. I understand that. So, so yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, in my son's memory, I decided that I'm going to tell my story. Mm. And, and, and that's what I did. And for the next 10 years, I spent 10 years writing, just writing it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I felt in the mood to write, I'd just sit down for a little while and write. But cause, remember, because I know now how to type, mm-hmm. I can type re- relatively far. Right. So, so, but I'm not getting paid to write no books. Mm. So it's not something that I'm doing with a, with a process of, I need to get this finished so that I can start making money. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just started off as therapy for me. Mm. And, it, and the therapy aspect of it really did work well. Okay. So was, it, so, was, the, um, was this therapy to um, help you deal with past traumas, past bereavement? Is that, that what sort of therapy you're talking about? Yeah, most definitely. Because, I mean, I, I, I had a lot, of, a lot of things weighed heavily on me for years, get mm. me? Mm. A lot of secrets... A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of stuff weighed heavily. Yeah. It still does because some things, some things I've got to take to I've got to take with me to jail. Mm. That's like I, I was 
I don't know why people felt that they could tell me stuff that I didn't really, in no way, shape, or form, need you to tell me. Mm. You didn't need to tell me that. Mm -hmm. That's 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 got nothing to do with me. Now you've told me that. Like, I, I like, yeah. I mean, a few people told me some really crazy stuff. Mm. And um, a lot of things kind of weighed, and my own personal stuff as well, my dad and my mum, mm. my brother, like, that was that was something as well. But, you know, um, I kind of, I was like, yeah, the, the writing actually really made me feel a lot better. Mm. Yeah. Made me feel a lot better, but then what? Yeah, therapeutic, very therapeutic. But then what happened is when it came time for me now to publish, mm. I decided that I'm going to self-publish. Mm. And I contacted the ISBN company and they basically gave me the price for one ISBN or 10 ISBN. So this is and your, the price for 10... So this, yeah, is how you, huh? this is how you became an author? This was... This is, this is this how, how I became a publisher. Oh, a this publisher. is how I became a okay. publisher. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. because... They give me a price for one ISBN, they give me a price for 10 ISBN. And the price between the two was nothing. Mm. So it made sense to buy 10 ISBN. Mm-hmm. And I, ISBN so got, is... ISBN is the identification for every book. Okay. Every book that's released, they've got a unique identifying number. Mm-hmm. So that monitors their sales, it monitors, it, it's like the publishing rights, like that I, from the ISBN associated with that body of work mm. then no one can say that they, no one can take any part of that work without getting permission on x y and z that sort of thing right but that's the isbn the isbn gives you that kind of protection that's and the cover. publisher mm. that's the publishing rights mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i've got 10 isbns now i've got one book i'm always going to try to do my best in everything i do so now I can't be no Mickey Mouse publisher. What kind of Mickey Mouse pub? What, what kind of publisher only ends up with one book? Mm. So because obviously I've been on the road since I was 12 years old, like I've got to know a lot of people. Mm. A lot of people have trusted me with secrets that I've got to take with me to my grave. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know that I'm sound, that I can be trusted. I've been, tr- I've been trusted with large sums of money because of the thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And people knew that like, I'd done what I said I was going to do all the time, you know, so people could trust me. Mm-hmm. And now taking that aspect into writing people's books, it, it helps, you understand? Yeah. If, mm-hmm. I'm, if, I, if I'm pretty well known because I've been on the road for so long, mm-hmm. People know they can trust me. Mm-hmm. Now I've started writing books. People are, a lot of people have got big stories, mm. but they don't know where to start with regard to writing books. Mm. I've just spent 10 years writing my own book. Mm. So, so, and I mean, what, what I brought out as part one, that's, that's like 40, 45,000, 43,000 words of a book that was, that is, 137,000 words. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, so, I mean, my, 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 
I had it was all written down as one, but I knew if I release it all as one, then not my target audience, which is guys that don't like to read, mm-hmm. like I used to be, mm-hmm. like they ain't never gonna pick up this book and read it to the end. Yeah. If I bring it out as one, so it's gonna be a big old thick book. So you have to give it to them in chunks. And so this is why I broke it into parts. Mm. So now part one's out, and I'm saying to myself, boy. Who am I going to get to write a book? I want to write some books. I want to write some books. Get me? So I reached out to one of my elders. Was this before? And I got a colourful story. Was that before uh, you is... linked up with your partner, your business partner, or after? Um, well, well, Bernie. Bernie, I've known Bernie for about three or four years at that particular point mm-hmm. when I released my book. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that he had also released his book. Mm. So um, he is like my older, he was like my elder mentor, mm. like Bernie. I don't know if you know Bernie. Mm. Bernie's a, you know? a known person in the community. You might want yeah. to elaborate, elaborate a bit on Bernie briefly. Yeah, so, so Bernie was um, camp in Hackney. His parents was well-known in the community as well. Mm-hmm. Brothers, well-known in the music industry as well. Stone Love and all of that. So George and um, yeah, Bernie was... Duggies? Was he huh? Didn't he have Duggies? Did he own Duggies? Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Phoebe's, mm. um, Chimes, mm. before it was Chimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chimes. It's Ch- Chimes uh, next door it, to Duggies. It was Chimes, I was actually thinking Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But a few, a few of them, a few mm. of them in Hackney, mm-hmm. him and his family did own, mm. and he was always a fighter. He got that from his dad, mm. and he would, um, he would manage the doors. I remember him well on many doors. Yeah. <laughs> growing up in yeah, Hackney. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, he was a formidable doorman. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, you know. Huh? For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, so when, when we kind of, when he realised that I was writing books mm. and I realised that he was writing books, it made, it made sense for us to kind of link up and do something together. Mm. Like him, me understanding the, port, in the importance of the elder and him understanding the importance of youth. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where we join forces. And as you know, Bernie, like he knows a lot of the, uh, the elder generation. Yeah. I know a lot of the younger generation. So between us, we kind of got London unlocked. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it stems from now. So I'm deciding I need to get some other books underneath my belt now. Mm-hmm. I need to definitely release some more books. So I managed to convince one of my friends, Reggie, mm-hmm. to tell his story. So we started working on his book. And um, the first day... Have we got time for all of this? I'm, a bo- I'm a boring you right now. Or not at all, not at all. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is interesting right. stuff. And I know you've done a lot. And that's, you know, this is why well, I... I re- well, I mean, I'm... I'm I mean, when I say, like, I can actually really say I've done a bloody lot. You've because done a I'm lot, nowhere, 
Yeah, there's a lot right here that I'm, I'm about to tell you some stuff. Mm. So, so, so before um, you, how many books have you, yeah. you, you written to date? You... So I've released, so far I've released three books, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm just getting ready to release another one, mm-hmm. which is My Untold Secrets. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on eight new books. Okay. okay. So, so I'm working on um, mystery. I don't know if you know mystery. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. I want to get. I want to get to that yeah, piece. Oh, but yeah, let me okay, let me okay. take you yeah, back yeah. to. Um, you yeah. mentioned um, your friend that you the first book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm. so so Reggie now. So I've convinced him because first of all he's saying to me, Nah, Chris, I don't want to tell my story. I don't want to tell my story. Mm. I don't want to tell my story. I'm saying, Reg, listen, like, the life that you live, yeah, where's your pension coming from, bro? Mm-hmm. Got any pension? Got any retirement plans? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, listen, if you commit a little time now to write in a book, yeah, you ain't got to do it again. Mm-hmm. When it's written, it's done. It's there forever. Yeah? Forever. Mm-hmm. That could be, you can see that as your kind of retirement plan, you understand? Mm-hmm. So he, I kind of convinced him. He said, you know what, Chris, you're right. right. So he came, sat down with me, and I said to him, all right, tell me the most poignant memory you have in your life. Mm. Burst into tears and, and left my house. Mm. Burst into tears and left my house just like that. I was like, "What's wrong?" He said, "Chris," as he was leaving, he said, "Chris, look, I can't do this." Mm. And he left. He, I live in Walthamstow. He lives in Leytonstone. Mm. He walked from Walthamstow to Leytonstone, crying all the way home. Do you know what that says to me? You tapped into trauma. That one question, you tapped into some kind of trauma, and I'm sure you. Well, I'm going to tell you the yeah. trauma I tapped mm. into. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. When he got home, he phoned me and said, Chris, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That when you asked me that question, the death of my mum when I was 15 mm-hmm. came flooding back to me, yeah? Because the day before my mum died, I didn't look at her. When she was calling my name, I refused to look at her. Mm-hmm. And... I never got to say bye to my mum. Mm-hmm. She died, and I never cried. And in, for, so for the 30 years on, from that experience, when I asked him, he told me the most poignant memory. That was the first time he cried since his mum's death. Mm-hmm. So, so right there, I, I got it. Obviously, I understood. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he said, look, 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 I got that out of, I got, I got that out of me now. I'm ready. I'm ready. We can do it. Mm-hmm. So we started. Now, that's, that's one book. Mm-hmm. I've got 10 ISBNs. Like my book, A Product of My Environment, has used two. Yeah. I put one to my, my paperback mm-hmm. and I put one to my, uh, my um, digital copy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got eight ISBNs left. So Reggie's is going to be another one, so that's going to be seven. Mm. Yeah, I need some more. I need some more books. Mm. So the next one of my bedrooms now, he's 
he I know he's got another I know he's got a story as well. And I'm saying like, yo, blacks, come on, bruv. Like, let me write you a book. Let me write you a book. <laughs> and he's saying to me, bruv, my mum don't know some of the things I've done in my life. Mm. My sister don't know. My family don't know. Like, and I'm not telling them in no book. Mm. Like, I'm not writing my story. So as I'm there trying to convince him, he, one of his brethren, one, one of his elders, he's like six years older than me, five years older than me. One of his elders phoned him to see what he was doing. Like, Mark's just been in jail for the last... He just got out of jail at that particular point, mm. maybe a couple months. Mm-hmm. He's been in jail 15 years. Mm. So, so Blackton said to me, like, I'm not telling my story, but if he tells his story, that would be a serious book. Okay. So we've made, we've made connection and um, it's happened, basically. So now I'm working on two books. Mm. So these two books, what's the name of them so far yeah. before we get to the next one? Uh, it's on Top and The Lie That Made Me. Okay. Cool. So... Within nine months, I had now written these two books and released these two books. Mm -hmm. So now I've got three books on the road. Mm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But I... Three books, for me, like, I'm trying to do every... I'm trying to do the best I can. Mm. That's not enough. Yeah. I need more books. And you've got all those ISBNs so, to deal with as well. I've got all of them ISBNs I need to use, you mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. So, so I said, no, 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 we need more. Mm-hmm. So Bernie, obviously, he knows the elders. Mm-hmm. And he's put me in contact with Patrick Roach. You know that name, Patrick Roach? Mm, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Old school name. He. Yeah, 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 yeah. He put me in contact with Patrick. We've sat down. We've started. Um, we've had a talk. Like, he wants to leave legacy as well. Mm-hmm. So we've started working on his book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Floyd Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Tottenham. Huh? Floyd Jarrett, Tottenham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we made Link... And I started working on his book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Boardwalk Farm Rats. Mm-hmm. Like, his mum passed. And that's what caused the riots. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very powerful story as well. Mm, definitely needs to be told. That is definitely one that needs to be told. That was a big, yeah. you know, that yeah, was a massive yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're almost ready to go on that book. Hopefully that book, that book could be released. This year, mm. if certain things are done, this year that book could be another one that's getting released. Mm. But um, yeah, so that one's almost ready. Mm. Um, mystery, as I said, mm. um, started working on mystery book. And for um, those that don't know, mystery is mystery is the, the one of the number one soul DJs in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, you, you know, Dennis Rowe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis Rowe, we, 
we sat down, we agreed that we're going to start in his book, but um, getting him to sit down for a minute and us getting started on it has proven a lot more difficult, but it is one that's on the cards to be mm-hmm. done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Metro, Metro Downbeat. Yeah. The co- widely considered the Lord of the Sound System, the Lord of the English Sound System. Well, I was, I was um, looking forward to you getting to this, the sound system part. I know you was, you was yeah. eager to speak on it earlier, but I think that yeah. that needs special time because sound system, yeah, 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 sound yeah. tapes and all of these things was yeah. a, a big part of many people's lives, you know, growing Well, up. listen, l- listen, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Metro's story, mm-hmm. hands down, is the most serious story I've got. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I've got quite a few very serious stories mm. yeah but metro as a 83 year old man mm-hmm. with all of his faculties still good mm. able to remember what happened in the 50s mm. yeah mm. coming from a place where we did, we used to play uh, uh our grandparents and parents used to play records on a gram. Mm-hmm. Used to wind it up. Way back. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Metro is the first man who brought sound system to England. Mm-hmm. Yeah? He, when he suggested he wanted a 250-watt amp, Everyone except for one person in the room laughed at him and thought he was mad. <laughs> mm. Yeah? One man took him to the side and said, no, no, no. I think we can do this for you. I think we can. Mm-hmm. This is a time when houses cost £80, you know? Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah? This, is, this, <laughs> is in the, this is in the late 50s, Yeah? Mm. Houses back then cost eighty pounds, and this man came back to him with a brochure for amps, telling him this amp is going to cost him two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. He didn't have two hundred and fifty pounds. He had his partner come in, which was seventy pounds. He borrowed forty pounds from Bear Man, mm-hmm. and. He had to get somebody to put their house up for sh- as surety to get this amp. <laughs> That's a dedicated sound man. Dedicated <laughs> sound man. Mm. Put his house up. Yeah. As surety for an amp. Can you imagine <laughs> what I'm telling you right now, bro? Mm. Mm. Yeah? So listen to this. He's using his amp for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And he decides, no, man, I can get more out of this amp. I can get more out of this amp. I'm sure I can get more out of this amp. He decides to take apart this amp that cost him £250, Mm -hmm. house and surety. Take the amp apart. And work out how the amp is made. 
fix up the amp and put it back together and it sound better. Mm. Genius. This is where genius, Metro really. downbeat... Huh? Genius, really. That's genius. Genius. Mm. Yeah, because I'm pretty this sure. I mean, Metro, I don't know eh? his story and his education, but I, I put money on it. He didn't study that at school, but he was able he to do that. He didn't study that. No, he didn't study that at school. Mm. Genius. Mm. He did not study that at school. So this is where Metro, the sound man, was born. Mm. And you know, you know why I'm looking forward to that book. Because the stories yeah. that he would have, you know, in regards to the other sounds, even like your jammies, you know, Silver Hawk, you know, listen, all listen, of them, listen, Stone Love. This, this, this is what I'm, he can tell you mm. stories about all of them. Mm. He can tell you stories. Listen, when he got a, when he got the injury in his eye, he'd been a top sound man for years. Mm -hmm. He got he lost one of his eyes. Right. Then he had to. Then he reverted just to fixing amps. Mm -hmm. Do you know Metro is responsible for Mr. Palmer records? You know Mr. Palmer. I'm not familiar with that one. To be fair, I would say Mr. Palmer. Mm -hmm. You know Trojan records. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trojan, Mr. Palmer was before Trojan. He was based in Halsden. Yeah. He, he, um, the tunes, you know. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pa Mr. Palmer, listen, let me tell you how he found him, Mr. Palmer, yeah? yeah? Mr. Palmer had the little Shabins and Metro's the amp man. Yeah. Metro can make your music sound bad. Mm -hmm. So every sound man in the country who wants their sound to be the top sound, they have to come see Metro. Mm -hmm. All the reggae artists in Jamaica are trying to make tune to, to bust in the, in, in the English charts. Mm. They have to send their music to Metro because Metro's got the baddest sound. Mm. Right. So, Mr. Palmer hollered Metro and say, yo, um, Metro, can you come and have a look at my amp? I hear you're the amps, man. Blah, 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 blah. Metro go over to, to Halsden, link him, grab his amp, take it back to the ends, look at it, fix it, bring it back. Mr. Palmer's so happy with the amp. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, this ain't my amp. Metro said, yeah, man, are yours. <laughs> he said, what? So he started getting excited with the amp. Mm -hmm. He started getting excited with the thought and the possibility of being able to facilitate his shopping now, you get me? Mm. So he start, he start playing, start playing, and then Metro decided to give him two records as well. Mm -hmm. So he's the sound man, Mr. Palmer say, yo, Metro, I beg you, get me some, get me some more records. Mm. So he give him some money for some records. Metro went away, ordered the records, came back to him with some records, yeah? Mm -hmm. But back in them days, like, you would get, like, two and three of the same record. Mm. So when they came to Mr. Palmer, 
right? Mr. Palmer, searching through them, he realized that they're two and three of the same thing. So he's taking one and giving the two and the three to Metro. Mm-hmm. Metro said, no, man, no, man, hold that, man. Don't worry about me, hold that. So Metro's got a house full of records and he can't take no more records. Mm-hmm. He got more records than he got more records than he needs. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Palmer said to him, but what am I supposed to do with the rest of the records? Metro said, sell them in it. Mm. He said, Ross, oh, good idea. So now he, he's got a little section in the Shabins, a little back section, where now he can start sell records. He starts sell records, and within weeks, the records is picking up, and he's selling, he, the records is making as much money as the Shabins. Mm. So much so, he then hollers Metro, he said, this thing's going mad, Metro. But when I'm trying to sleep, people are come look for me to buy records. Mm. Mm. Metro said, listen, what you need to do, you need to open a next premises just for the records. So he opened the next premises just for the records. And he start, he start selling records until the records start selling more than the Shabins. And that's how Palmer Records started. And Palmer Records, for, for old school guys who know about reggae, mm. all of them know about Mr. Palmer. Mm. And that is how Mr. Palmer started. Okay, so it's foundation. You see, in, in this book that you're putting together, it's foundation, story. Foundation. And, and you're not, look, you're not, look, you're look, I'll, I'll give you another, go on. Go <clears throat> I was going to say, what really, <clears throat> excuse me. I was going to say, what really comes across is how, how dedicated and how ingrained you get with these stories, you know? I mean, I think, yeah. I think we could do a podcast on each of these books, you know, because you, yeah, you, you know, you're, you, you're living it, you know, you're the person that's writing it, you're going to have to read it multiple mm. times, you've got to speak to yeah, it and the person. Yeah, 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 so, and yeah, it, it comes yeah. out, and the passion, it comes out yeah. in, the, in the way you speak as well. So I really look yeah, forward yeah. To, to reading up on um, the, them legendary, mm. you know, listen, sound, guy, sound guy books for sure. Mm. Listen, uh, have we got time for me to tell you another one? Because there's so <laughs> many, but I can't get into all of it. I know, I know. I tell you, you know, before we before we go to that, let me let me. Yeah. I want to speak about some of the other stuff that you're doing because, as much as yeah. like you said, we could speak about that for for hours. I'm sure. Hours. You, yeah, 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 yeah. But you are doing other things also. You've got um, money. Was it making bags with books initiative? Making bags with books. Tell us a bit yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Mm. So making bags with books is an initiative, like because me, as I've told you, like I didn't start reading properly until I was in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And reading changed my life. Mm. Now I know simply this is fact. If it can change my life, it will change many, many young people's life. Mm. So my my thing is simply this, yeah. Mm. These youth are being groomed in a way that's it's wrong, to mm. be fair. Right? And, but what they're driven by is money. Mm. Right? Some of these young people, they ain't got no sense, mm. but they've been put in a position where they're able to make a certain amount of money. So that overrules everything. So if, in their opinion, you can't make money like them, 
You're not in no position to talk. Don't care how much knowledge you have over them. Money says how much sense you've got in today's world. Mm. Show me in the their money. world. Show me the money. Mm -hmm. So I decided to create an initiative what gives them the potential to make money but within selling books, I want them to understand the importance of reading sooner rather than later. So I say to myself, if we can give them a platform where they can make money selling books, mm -hmm. then sooner or later, hopefully, some of them are going to read them. Mm -hmm. I write the books in a way that engages the young people who don't necessarily like to read. Mm -hmm. So that's going to get them engaged, but then they're going to learn something in the book as well. Mm -hmm. And if they're making money whilst doing that, then it's supposed to be a win-win. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's quite timely um, that we're talking about this initiative you're doing in regards to how to make money with books and, and getting young people, you know, get, give, get them into a, having a love of, of reading because... Yeah. One of my, one of the, the young people, and I've got many young people that are aspirational, that I look at in the world and in, uh, that are doing really good things and they inspire me, you know, and I really love what they're yeah, doing and yeah. I think they need more accolade. But it kind of ties in with what um, Marcus Rashford is now um, getting involved in because he's getting involved in yeah, a yeah, book yeah, initiative yeah. as well. You know, more from the reading side of it, making sure, you know, underprivileged, um, underrepresented children get to, you know, get access to book and learn a love of reading. But obviously, later on, as they get older, you know, something like what you're doing is something that they could then tap into. Now, actually, it's not just reading and the love of that and using reading for escapism. You're talking about the business aspect of it now. You can actually be an author. You can be a publisher. You can write. You can, you know, all of that yeah, side. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's quite timely. It's quite timely, you know, 2020 yeah. is, um, yeah. So maybe, maybe that's somebody you want to hook up with at some stage. You never know where that could go. So that's... Listen, I mean, do you know, do you know the... You know, it's funny you should say that. I've already reached out to him. Mm. But I know that his management, that monitor everything that's, that comes through him. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll get through, but I'm going to keep on kicking down doors until I get through regardless. Absolutely. Because that's what we do out here. We, 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 we ain't been given the same privileges as, as other ethnic groups mm -hmm. but we still find a way to make struggle look cool you know mm -hmm. I hear that you understand hear we're that. going through regardless mm. we were there in the beginning and guess what we're going to be here in the end for sure for sure and you're and also you've got your um, you've got a charity you're in the process of creating a charity as well as your book yeah initiative. charity's up and running now oh it's up okay charity's up and running tell us yeah, a bit yeah, about yeah. that it's called it's called it's called Learning Foundation Development. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all about covering all aspects of education mm -hmm. with young people, giving ex-convicts opportunities, new skills that they need mm -hmm. to reach their potential without falling back in bad habits. Mm. 
So all aspects of learning, we, we're, we're going to be promoting, we're going to be running programs on the same initiative, making bags of books, we're going to be applying that principle. Um, so, I mean, a load, a load of things, loads of things is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the charity was a, was a blessing. Mm-hmm. It come at a perfect time. I'd, I'd been made to jump through hoops for over a year trying to get that charity together. Right. But um, it's here now. Um, donations. Uh, uh, go on. No, I was going to say charities can be um, challenging to set up. Um, Most definitely. Yeah, and and this, is, this is a CIO, so it's a... Um, yeah, it's, it's like the it's like a very powerful form of charity. Mm. It's the most powerful form of charity. Okay, okay. So you you you've gone through that process. That's up and running. That's really good. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot's a lot's going on this year, and that's that's really what I wanted to move forward to now. Is um, you know, with all the you know the this year's global awareness of um the black experience and all the inequalities and yeah. um, that have now been exposed what's your take on that aspect of this year well i mean this is the reason why nothing nothing everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and i mean it's so profound that i'm in a position to be on the cusp of bringing out floyd jarrett's book mm-hmm. Because that book speaks of the injustice, the racism, the corruption, the inequality um, that we have faced since the 80s, mm-hmm. before the 80s, mm-hmm. since the 50s, in this country. Mm-hmm. And... For so much stuff to have happened with regards to Black Lives Matter at a time where I'm about to bring out the Floyd Jarrett story. Like, we're gonna ruffle we're gonna ruffle some feathers with this book. Mm. Very timely, definitely timely. So so mm. your book's coming out and that's obviously ties in with, you know, your Floyd Jarrett book, you know, f- yeah. um, George Floyd. You know, yeah. Um, it's all it's all very timely. The whole the whole thing. But your what was what was your what's your experience be going through this year with, with that kind of energy going on in the world? Well, well, I mean, my ex, my experience this year, you know, with COVID and how they've done, they've it's been a totally different. A year like none of us have ever experienced in our life. Mm. So, for this whole year, from they started with that um, COVID nineteen pandemic, mm-hmm. scamdemic, mm-hmm. um, I, I put my, I put my head down and got right. Mm. So I decided at, I I decided when that started that this year was going to count for me regardless of what they do. Mm. I was going to make this year count. Mm. So for me, this year has been getting my books in a good place. So right now, Shakira's book is about to drop soon. I'm, I'm in the process of reading the last 
Shakira. test copy before we push the button. That's that's the next book that's going to be released. She's the first lady from London's finest, Shakira Beckford. Okay. Her book's called Untold Secrets. Okay. And um, I didn't even mention her book because no. we, and that one's coming next. When you so, said Shakira, story, I, I thought it was the the the, the Cuban no the singer. singer. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Now, this, this lady, she was, she was from over south, mm-hmm. just a quick rundown. Um, she was molested by one of her family members at a very early age, mm-hmm. raped by him. Um, she got out of the home. She needed to get out of the home. She got involved with a man, a Muslim man, who was a good, good man to her, but he had a very... Um, dark lifestyle. Mm. Some of the things he done were um, so some of the things he done as a job was not like very serious. Right. And what what basically happened is she had to she killed someone defending him, mm-hmm. and. That's how her story starts. Okay. So we, we're getting ready to release that book right there. I mean, she all sorts of stuff happened in her story. That's, that's a compelling so, um, synopsis already. You know? Well, I just give, I literally gave you the the, the re remix. Mm, like that, yeah. that's like that's that, yeah, that's like a percentage of yeah, hundred percent. I could imagine. I could imagine. Is that so, is that going to be the first book you write on a female? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, and to be fair, I've actually got three, I've got three female books that are very close to being finished, but because I, I, me and the person, the, the female are in, not, not in the best place, mm. I've put those books actually on hold right now, okay. but I've got some great female material that is there. All we need to do is get back in a good place mm-hmm. and we let these books go and it's going to be fire. Yeah. But I mean, everything everything that London Finest, London's Finest is bringing out is fire, I tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm not even just saying it because I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm saying it because it really is. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, 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 the, con- the content that you, you speak of... Um, like I said, these there's definitely some compelling reading there. So yeah, people should yeah. definitely check 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 out what you have, you know. And so, yeah. are there any other ones that you may have forgotten that are on coming to release? Because Shakira, we could have went through this podcast without hearing about Shakira by accident. So I'm glad you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So um, all right, another one that I've got coming out soon um, is a, a conscious guide to self transformation. Okay. This is actually written by my brethren. Mm-hmm. And um, this one here is like a short book, but mm. it teaches you um, different things you need to know about transforming your, trans- transforming your life for the better. Okay. So that's like a helpful kind of self-help guide. Book. Yeah, self-help book. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, very powerful, very easy to read. Uh, what else we got there? Um, to be honest with you, I've got... So- I've got I got um, a book from a lady who was raised in um, um, uh, Africa. She was she was born in Africa. I can't remember what country exactly, but mm. basically her story starts with her dad 
her dad was like broke, wondering what he's going to do with his life. Mm. He had an older brother who didn't really like him because he was half brothers. Mm. Um, he followed his brother because he, he wanted he wanted to he wanted help from his brother. His brother, he's travelled like miles to get to his, where his brother's moved to. His brother just rubbished him at the door, told him to come from around here. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. He's walking, kicking rocks. He kicks a bloody diamond the size of a bloody, of, of a bloody brick mm. and it changes his life. <laughs> what, a, a, a diamond that big would definitely change your life. <laughs> can, can you can you imagine where we go with this story? The guys don't know what he's gonna do with his life. He's mm. kicking rocks, mm. and he kicks a diamond that mm. is absolutely massive. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then he and then he basically, um, you know, in them in in them instances, if the Jew doesn't find that rock, then it's considered blood diamond. Mm. So he had to go around the houses to try and sell it now. Mm. And that's how the story starts. Okay. So okay. F- from, from zero to hero in the kick of a rock. Mm. Your life can just so change just like that. As, as, just as we like that. Know. Yeah, yeah. As long just as you're, like that. as long as you're here and you're you're still breathing, um, things can change. You, you, just like you that. still for, got a chance. Yeah, for the better or for the worse, yeah. but you know things mm. can happen. So I things mean, can happen. Th- thinking on 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 that, you know, obviously it's been a like you said a year that's been like mm. no other, you know, in in living mm. memory for sure. Um, mm. But mm. we're we're nearly coming to the end of this year, and we're going into 2021. What what are your what most concerns you about the coming year, the coming months, the coming year? What concerns me the most is our community need to wake up. We need to put down silly beef. Some of the beef is not silly, but we need to put it down because we are under attack. Well, you know what? I think your 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 perspective on what's going on i know there's there's there are people that definitely agree you know and there's the thing about it the thing about this whole situation that the planet finds itself in is um it's divided people you know and it's not yeah. even you know it's divided people in so many different ways and and i mean even the 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 virus is is divisive in itself you know i mean we're being asked not yeah. to be around other human beings and this is what's natural yeah. to us so it's yeah. it's a very it's something that's going to rage on for a, a long time but i definitely get your concerns i think i think one thing's for sure regardless of people that believe um this is a pandemic whether people believe it's a pandemic whether people believe it's constructed whether people believe that it's not constructed you know whatever the beliefs are i think we all have concerns about the future you know no i don't think anybody regardless of what side they sit on feels like you know everything's it's going to be normal we know what's coming you know people we don't know and the truth is i think it's because we don't know um and you know whether you're a scientist whether you're a politician whether you're a conscious person that reads things that are beyond the media the one thing's for sure nobody knows anything 100 percent 
you know it's just mm. we we it, and this is what's causing a lot of the problems so i definitely feel your your concerns for the for the new year um but what i wanted to ask you also is mm. where do you stand with your with faith you know what do you what do you believe in what do i believe in mm. um it's definitely a most high mm. and i believe that the Most High is going to help those that help themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that one short and sweet right now because that's a whole, that's a whole different story right there. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a universal truth. You know, um, where, no matter what your belief is, you know, even if you're atheist, if you're atheist, you yeah. believe in God, you believe in Buddha, you believe in Allah. I mean, I think one thing's consistent is it starts with what you do you're gonna you mm. you're not gonna be able to sit in a corner and things just happen for you you know so some things are gonna be easy come easy they're gonna go go easy too but either way yep. it's gonna need you to put some input into it yep. you know you're not you're not gonna yeah. be able to follow a faith or follow a book or follow a person and do nothing action is is absolutely key yeah. so i love i love the way that you know you decided regardless of what the powers that be are doing and deciding uh, for, for the masses, I'm going to make this year count for me. And I think that's yeah. absolute wisdom. You know, this, this yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I say to people, this, this year has been tragic for many people for, for various different yeah. reasons. Um, you know, people have lost people. People are not happy with how things have gone. You know, all, all of these things, there's been a lot. But... Um, there are so many opportunities that arise from from mm. from chaos. To be fair, you know, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, it's not yeah. something that I would wish on anybody or wish on the planet or anything. But history shows, you know, when when things are turned upside down and everything seems glim and all of that, there's opportunities there that actually didn't exist last year. You know, yeah. this time yeah. last year, um, the, the the plans that we had going forward some of those plans are not going to work and probably will never work again. But there are brand yep, new ones yep. because yes. we're still here. The planet is still yep. here, you know, and we're, yep. we're just going through things. And if you look back through history, and that's, this is, again, this is regardless of your faith, this is regardless of your thoughts about COVID, um, what one thing is consistently, one thing is consistent. As human beings, we go through stuff, we find it challenging, and we go through it, you know? We've been yeah, through many yeah, different yeah. ages, many different tragedies and all that. Uh, granted, they've been outside our living memory, but the history books show it, you know, as human mm. beings. We've been through a lot and we will go through a lot and we will survive a lot, you know, and that's, that's, yeah, that's how it, yeah. it, it, it generally pays out. So I, I try, try to encourage people to look at whatever's coming forward in optimistic, from an optimistic um, lens and actually see what you can do for yourself because there's lots of things that are outside of our control and there's a lot of things that are inside our control and I know one thing's for sure if you focus and your time and energy on the things that you have zero control over you are not going to be happy you are not going to be achieving stuff you're not going to see the opportunities that stare you in the eye because you're going to be focused on that stuff so yeah that's that's the that's what I kind of try to get people to, um, to, to to look at as well but on a lighter note, what sort of things do you... Because you do a lot, 
you know, you, 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 know, you found time to do so much stuff and I know you've got loads more stuff to do. Um, mm. But what do you do for enjoyment outside of your work? Well, I mean, this year, this year has been all about work because it, 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 I haven't been able to do what I love to do. I love to travel. Okay. So I, I travel regularly mm-hmm. when I'm able to. Mm-hmm. And now this is the this is you. You asked me at the beginning of the talk about um, what concerns me the most with regards to this time that we're living in right mm-hmm. now. Um, them clipping our wings with regards to travel. Mm. Because because the reality is that I'm not taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean for me and my ability to travel? Is what I'm wondering. Right. So that's probably your one of your concerns for next year. Because at the moment, obviously, you can my travel concern. regardless. But your yeah, concern yeah. is that if you you're, so basically, in a nutshell, your concern is obviously you're not going to take the vaccine. You've made that decision already. Yeah. And yeah. if yeah. you're put in a checkmate position where you can't fly unless you have the vaccine, this is your concern. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that's valid. That's, that's valid. I mean, I don't know how, if it's going to go that way. I hope it doesn't. I mean, I'm kind of hoping um, that it, it's kind of one of those things like uh, the flu vaccine. Like it's there. Yeah. Um, you can have it if you want it, and it, but we don't know. You know, everything's up in the yeah. air. So I definitely get that concern, and especially if you're a man that works a lot and your your enjoyment, the thing that you love to do is travel. It's a it's a it's a yeah. big thing. It's a big thing. Like you said, yeah. clip, clipping your wings is a good metaphor for it. You know, but hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't come to that. You know, this is this is yeah. my hope. So mm-hmm. also. Um, in regards to achieving goals, you're a man that has achieved goals, you know, uh, you've gone against the odds, some could say. Mm. Um, but what are the three tips you would go give to, to somebody for achieving their goals? Um, you have to visualise every day, you have to visualise what it's going to look like at the end of achieving your goals. Mm. Why you're... Why you're going for that particular goal why you want to achieve that particular goal mm. you have to just meditate on that every day you have to think about it you have to enjoy your, the skin you're in while you're thinking about it mm. and I mean because writing is the step I need to step to achieve the goal mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like writing more than the next man mm. but I like the end result I like the feedback I get when I've released the book that people are feeling and people learn something from. People say to me, yo, Chris, I love that book, you know. Mm. That book made me feel like this. That book made me feel like that. Mm-hmm. As I write the book myself, as I write some of the books that I write, mm. I, as I'm reading it back, I say to myself, that's fine. Mm. If someone ain't laughing when they're reading that, there's something wrong with them. Mm. You know, and this is what I try to... Um, I, I try to portray in the stories that I write. I want people to get the emotion that I was getting as I wrote it. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you want them to have the same same emotion, the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. What I want you to do, you you mentioned um, you mentioned visualizing. Yeah, how important that is, and I definitely agree. You know. Um, reminds me of a Napoleon Hill book that is one of my mm. favourites. But yeah, 
Uh, visualizing is, is definitely. What, think and grow rich, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of them. Mm. Yeah, Napoleon Hill is mm. serious. But yes, so yeah, I want you to visualize a 20 year old. Oh, no, actually, it's a Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. Visualize a 20, it's a Saturday, and there's a 20 year old Chris Sibia, Chris Aran mm. Sibia, waking up. What advice would you give that 20 year old Chris? Yeah, it's a good one right there. What advice would I give a 20-year-old Sibs? Mm. Right, I would say you've got to get serious. You've got to think about the life that you're living, where you want to be. I was talking, I was talking about this with my brethren today, yeah? Mm. A lot of these young people that are walking around doing bad boy things right now. Mm. And then the minute they do the bad boy thing, what they fail to understand is that at that point, their life changes forever. And they can't be comfortable in their own skin until something gives. Hear that. So, so, so the advice I would give a 20 year old Sibs is think about your life, think about what you want from your life, and ego as well. Mm. We have to, we have to try to suppress the ego. Mm. Ego has sunk a lot of ships, you know. Mm -hmm. You see, as for you, how people, yeah. No, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. For how people, how you thought people would perceive you if you didn't react a certain way to a situation. You think about how many people are sitting in jail right now with regrets mm. because of ego. Mm. Yeah. No. I'm Way too many people, brother. Mm. It reminds me of a, a scene, as you said, as you mentioned ego, a scene from the movie, a Guy Ritchie movie, Rock and Roller. They, mm. they depicted um, the ego in, in real time in that, in that clip. Um, I won't go into yeah. it now. I'll probably get into that in another podcast. But um, yeah, but you're right. The ego, there's a lot of people in really bad situations um, just because of their ego. And... Um, and, you, you know, as you said, if you end up in prison off of the back of your ego, um, when, you're, when, you're, when you're sitting down by yourself, you know, wherever you are, not even just prison, wherever you are, if your ego's got you into a situation, um, that's when your ego deserts you. Because now you have to deal yep. with reality. Which real is, time, real yeah. time reality, and, real time and, consequence. And, and your real self. No ego, ego, and, ego's missing. Yeah, your real self. You have to deal with your real self, and and not a lot of people can can deal with that. So yeah, ego is a is a big thing. So you'd you'd be telling a young Chris to let go of the ego. For let sure. Let go of the ego. Yeah, yeah. This is good advice. Yeah, yeah. This is good advice. Um, and also, so what what um advice um would you 
um, give an aspiring publisher, you know, to ensure that they're successful as a publisher? What would you, what advice would you give them? What are the, maybe the f top three things? So, so what I would say to any, any writer would be publisher. Mm. You have to see, you have to see, you have to have a clear vision what you want, what you want to, what you want your reader to learn from what you write. Mm -hmm. has to be, it has to be clear. It has to be useful. It has to be valuable. Mm. Mm. Um, and you've got to keep on going. It, it gets hard. So, like, but what happens is every, like, even if you, even if you put an hour or two hours into writing a day when you didn't even want to, mm. right, you're getting closer to your goal, mm -hmm. right? So you've got, you've got to keep on going as hard as it may be, as much as you may want to say, no, nah, I want to stop now. You've got to keep on going. Persistence. And, huh? Persistence and perseverance. Persistence, mm. perseverance, 100%. Mm. Mm. Okay. And, and in regards to being a publisher, because you're speaking about a writer, so in regards to being a successful yeah. publisher, what, what advice would you give? Yeah, I mean, you have to believe in your product. Mm. You have to believe in your product because, I mean, when, like you said a little while ago that you can hear the passion in my voice, how I explain certain, certain aspects of stories that I'm, that I'm writing. Yeah. And it's because I believe in the story. I believe in the person. Mm -hmm. I believe in the potential for greatness that this particular story is going to sprinkle on the world mm -hmm. when it's released. I believe all of us have got at least one book in us. Absolutely. Definitely believe some, that. Some, some, some stories may not be as interesting as others, but then you've got to get more creative with how you deliver mm. the story. But we've all got one story in, in us at least. Mm. Mm. No, definitely agree and this is what And this, this is what I do. I try to draw them out. I try to make the excitement in the story come to the forefront. Yeah. And um, okay. yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've definitely been working on the craft and it's, it seems to be working, but I'll, uh, but what I will, what I will say is I'm never resting on my lows. Mm. I've got a long way to go, mm. but I'm, I'm enjoying the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that's, that's advice in itself, you know, for an aspiring publisher, you know, in, enjoy the journey. Um, and like you said, be yeah. persistent and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty of writing because with, with my book, remember I told you it took me 10 years to write my first book, you know, mm. and then I, I released two books in nine months. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to put so it first. always it always gets easier as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but 
yeah, you, you have you have to see, you have to see the prize. You have to see where you're going with it. Mm. Yeah. So you're you're obviously you're putting out um, all of these books. You know the books you've already put out and the books you're about to put out in the future. So you you do I know you do a lot of reading within your work for your work, but outside yeah. of your work, what was the last book you read? Well, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm reading other books. Mm. So at the, at the moment, I'm reading the Honourable Marcus Garvey, mm -hmm. Philosophies and Opinions, mm. and I'm reading the Enuma Elish. Okay, the what? By Sorry. Malachi Z. York. The Enuma Elish by Malachi Z. York. Okay, okay. Mm. That that book that book is very very serious, very very deep, and I've got to have my notebook when I'm reading that one. Right. Okay. So I don't I don't pick it up every day, but it is right near me when I'm in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're studying yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we we've been on for a lot longer than we thought, but you know that's testimony to you know the the, the gems, the words of wisdom, and the, and the story. You yeah. know, like I said at yeah. the beginning, yeah. we're gonna go from the beginning, the middle, and the end, just like your books, pretty yeah. much. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Structured yeah. Yeah. Like that. But um. Yeah. I wanna before we end though, I wanna ask you mm. on a on a lighter note. Mm. I wanna get your thoughts on Steve McQueen's small acts, five part series. Um, more specifically, what, 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 was that? what was that? I missed the first part. What did you say? Steve McQueen's um, small acts. It's called small acts. It's a five-part okay. series. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, 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 you, yeah, 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 yeah. You got? A, you tell, did you see the Lovers Rock one episode? I saw. I, I I didn't see it from the beginning, so I didn't really get it. Ah. All I, I got. <laughs> all, I, all I saw was them singing. Um, the Louisa Marx, the Louisa Marx version of um, I've been watching you, yeah. or um. But yeah, you, is it you know that tune? Uh, yeah, um, the uh, Janet Kate. Was it Janet Kate? Yeah, Janet Kate. Sorry, Janet yeah, Kate. Janet Kate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. Why I'm laughing? <laughs> why I'm laughing? Because you said you you didn't catch it all, but you could the piece you caught. You didn't get it. The thing is, why I'm laughing is because the people that saw it in full, yeah, they didn't yeah. get it either. <laughs> there was there's been a uh, okay, <laughs> there's been a, okay. a huge uproar. So. I, I, you won't, obviously you won't be able to <laughs> break down the bits and pieces of that, but definitely watch it. There's, I think I'm going to be doing a, a podcast, and I've been asked to do a podcast. What did you it. think of it? What did you think about it? Well, this is why I've got to do a podcast. I mean, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, and you might even be, once you've watched it, because there was one prior to this as well. This is the second one, like I said, out of five. And is it all? Is it all? Is it like a five-part thing? So they're not connected, or is it separate ones? Yeah, they're separate, but it's a five. It's a five okay. package, but it's four um, four factual stories and one yeah. fiction. So, so was that one? That, was that one on Sunday? Was that factual? Nah, that that one's got to be the fiction one because I was watching it and I was I thought it might have been. The uh, her factual one, but as it was going on, I was like, no, 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 this has got to be fiction. And by the end of the show, I said, tomorrow, it's going to be chaos online, you know, in the community. You know, this yeah. guy's going to get in some problems because there were some very questionable things that went on in that show. But it's a, in stark contrast to 
the one before that, the week before, Mangrove, which was excellent. Excellent. Yeah, okay. I yeah. didn't see, I didn't catch Mangrove. Yeah, you've got, you've got some, some watching to do. And I mean, somebody like yourself, yeah. who's, who's a writer, I mean, obviously, time yeah. is going to come, and I'll put it out there, time is going to come when people are going to be making films based on your book, because you're talking, these are people's well, personal well, is, testimonies. Is, that's, so yeah. that's going to be the natural progression. So watching yeah. something like that, I think, you know, that that's, that's, that would be right up your street and part of your development yeah. and, and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely say watch both of them. And once you've watched yeah. Lovers Rock, you're going to have a perspective of it because I think, I think everybody, or not everybody, everybody I've spoken to has issues with parts of it. But some people mm. are very livid with what's happened. And I oh, wow. actually can, yeah, it's like livid, you know. It's so livid, it's funny. Some of the memes and stuff, I'll, I'll send you some afterwards. But um, yeah, yeah abso I, I, absolutely yeah. hilarious, yeah. But yeah, as I said, I mean, my, my what, thing what, is... So what was, what was the moral of it? What was the moral of it? Because, so, I mean, all I saw is them singing... The, singing silly Planet Games. Uh, yeah, yeah, Silly yeah. Games, yeah, Silly Games. And um, like after that, like, I mean, what what what... what <laughs> Got, got them there. I don't Do you know what? I'm not going to spoil it for you, man. I'm going to send you the uh, link. Okay. You've got to absorb that and then we've got to have a conversation yeah. offline. It'll be, it's yeah. very yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but what I want to yeah. say is um, he, as a, as, a, as, a, as a director, obviously he's very good at what he does in that he knows mm. how to direct, he knows how to make movies. This is the man that made 12 Years a Slave. I haven't seen that, but yeah. obviously it's an yeah. Oscar winning and it is one on my... Yeah movies to watch list but yeah, yeah the first mangrove one as i said it was excellent and and the other and this one is the 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 fictional one as i said but i really think that his forte his skill set is making factual movies factual shows yeah. um so i think i'm he's, gonna, I'm gonna I, definitely make contact with yeah him. i think maybe he's he's um you know when he goes to make uh, um fiction I think his research yeah. is lacking, but he got he got lots of things right. I mean, I watched it and I saw some things. It reminded, it sparked conversation for me, you know. So I saw yeah. the benefits of it, but there were some a lot of there was a few questionable things. So much so, I had to call my dad and and ask him some questions, and my dad was livid as well, you know. He he, he was upset. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So yeah, have a look at that. Check that out. Um, that would be something you would definitely enjoy. Yeah. Finally. Um, let people know where we can buy your book. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, you can get my book on, at the moment, it's Bronze Black Shopping, Bronze Black Dot Shopping. Mm -hmm. That's a black-owned shopping, uh, online shopping mall. Okay. My website is it's under construction, so I would say get on my website. It's gonna be, my website is going to be finished in the next um, week or so. Okay. So when that's ready, that will be www.londonsfinestdistribution.com. Right. Um, and you can get it on Amazon. And at the moment, the books that are out is a product of my environment. It's on top. The lie that made me, and. Within the next month or so, we're going to have My Untold Secrets. And then I'll keep you updated on the other books that are going to be coming soon. Perfect, perfect. 
Definitely. A concise guide to self transformation as well. Okay. I'll forget. Okay, perfect. All right. So, look, Chris, this has been amazing, yeah. man. Um, you, sh you shared a lot. Um, you're, a, you're a passionate man. You know, you're heartfelt. You, you come from, you know, humble beginnings, you know, and, and yeah, you found yeah. a way, your way through. You found your way, you know, um, been through trauma and stuff like that. And I'm just glad that you, you, you came on and you, you shared your authentic self, man. And I, f I think it's so important to, to let, there's people, as you said, everybody's got a book in them, you know, and some people have got multiple books in them. But I think there's just a power in us telling our story. Um, and, you know, because you don't know who it's going to inspire, you know, you don't know who it's going to yeah. inspire. Um, so thank you so much for, um, for, for joining Pablo, me. Pablo, thank you for having me, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, you look, we, I, we've got to have you back. We've got to have you back again. Um, there's, there's a lot more to do. I think, like I said, each of your stories, I, I would have loved to have for you to break it all down but um you know time yeah there's not there's yeah, the time the time in yeah. mind but this is why we definitely got to come back and do this again but thank you thank yeah, you so man. much yeah, yeah man. so thank you again for choosing pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me on the next one until then take care and be nice to each other thank you for listening to pablo's podcast i'm pablo from hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion